What up? It's comedian Tank Smith. You are listening to Tall Tales Pod with Tim Gonzalez and Jody Sellers. Welcome to Tall Tales Podcast. Tall Tales is a live stand-up comedy show that brings you stand-up comedy and road stories from some of the biggest, funniest, and most notorious names in sports and entertainment. And we're bringing that to you. Now, this is the podcast. It's a companion piece. You can check out Tall Tales at talltalespod.com, and you can get a little more in-depth by listening to this podcast. Check out the website. Check out the podcast. Leave those five-star reviews and get ready for Tall Tales. Ready to go. What's up? Hey, Tank, what's going on, man? Hey, not much, not much. How's it going? Hey, good. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys were able to enjoy our new lounge room, our waiting area. <laughs> <laughs> Tim had some ideas to fix up the room, so <laughs> hopefully he treated you right, Tank. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like he's doing all right there, man. He said he's got his Coke Zero, so we just want to make sure our guests are accommodated. There you go. There you go. <laughs> See, we got, we're got we fancy now, giving out free drinks and everything. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tall Tales Podcast. Um, I am one half of the show. Tim Gonzalez joined by none other than Jody Sellers. Jody, tell them who we got today. Man, we are in for a treat today. We have one of the best comics I have ever seen in Hampton or Griffin, Georgia. We got Tank Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Tim introduce me as Tank Johnson before. (laughs) My last name is Smith, though. (laughs) It's even better. Tank Johnson. (laughs) Goes by Tank Smith. (laughs) Where's the Johnson coming in? I, I have know. no idea. I don't know. That, that, was, from, that was all from Tim. We were we're, we're all friends on Facebook. This is- <laughs> when did I start that? <laughs> I never knew I did that. <laughs> that fantastic. <laughs> I want to say it's on one of the posters, too. How am I really? How am I tagging you in posts? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Facebook knows. It hears and it snaps. So what else, guys? Know. What else? What else is there? <laughs> <laughs> i love though how uh tank johnson's not the real name it's tank smith tank was the real name <laughs> the you last got t- name you, got t- the you got tank right you got tank right that's yeah. all that matters mama i don't know who calls him jonathan that's like i don't know who calls me timothy yeah <laughs> i've actually never met anybody in person even facebook first that met me and were like that addressed me as timothy it's too much it's yeah. too much it's too many syllables ain't nobody ain't nobody saying jonathan yeah, you no. get that right. <laughs> Two syllables or less. That's that's the name. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, who calls you Jonathan? Good question. My parents. That's and my sister. Pretty much only. Sister, pretty much yeah. if you've known me since maybe like elementary school, then you'll call me Jonathan. But I guess maybe around like middle school, it transitioned to Tank. And uh, now it's just you, ta- got, you got to start being cool in middle school, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the well, I was I was cool the whole time. I just got fatter in middle school. How did you get? Where did you grow up? <laughs> I grew up in uh, Peachtree City. 
Okay, so you you went to like middle school, high school up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like graduated from like Macintosh, but what did y'all think of people from Griffin? Griffin. It just was really country to me. Yeah. Like the only like when I think Griffin, I think of the sock store you guys have sock shop okay sock shop yeah so my next door neighbor growing up she was from griffin so she'd talk about it all the time so like anytime we needed socks we'd always go to griffin but i always thought (laughs) super country but that was that was really all the only like impression i really had whenever you're hearing a sock shop story like is it just me or is that like the only time in your life you've ever heard someone so passionately talking about socks Literally, I've never like I didn't know people got excited about socks and how much you could pay for them. <laughs> I mean, you just like you can buy them anywhere, but they're like, but we got a store though. <laughs> you it's have to drive twenty course. minutes back in time <laughs> to this place. I mean, is it still open? Is it still? Oh open? yeah, it's going. Yeah, it's still there. They never closed. Man, Man I need to go check it out. I need to get some socks. I'm sure you guys have similar stories, or at least I hope you do, man. But I remember growing up and waking up on Christmas morning, and there were two gifts I did not want, and I always got underwear and socks. That was always wrapped up and under the tree every time. Oh, man. Every time. Well, well did y'all notice, too, though, like like my wife pointed out the other day, um, my underwear and sock drawer hasn't really, like, underwear, like, hasn't been updated since I've become an adult. And it's like, now's the age where you would get me that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just kind of gave up. Like I pleaded and pleaded when I wanted toys or games or fucking something fun. Cause I feel like that's one of the things like you don't want to spend money on. You're like, well, I mean, they got holes yeah, in them, but I'll just keep just... these going. Nobody's gonna see what's <laughs> under my pants. Yeah, my wife was like, Tim, like I can remember in our dating, like before we got married, throwing away your last pair of underwear that were you said were from high school. Yeah. And I remember them underwear. And it, so it was kind of recent, kind of not. <laughs> that last pair it's crazy like I, I recently got into a relationship and it's like i only wear my good underwear over there because i don't want her to see yeah the whole yeah, 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 yeah yeah man <laughs> kind of got your period on period boxes yeah <laughs> i feel safe when i have them on <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's fantastic <laughs> jody doesn't want to get involved in this yeah <laughs> I have, i've got to leave my comments to myself he just read, he's got a business <laughs> Run. I'd be careful when I say. Getting to talk about his boxers as a white man. You know, he's not allowed to talk about certain things. Boxers is one of them. You can apparently look how red he is. We might cancel you, oh, bro. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm not the best editor in the world. So I'm going to watch what I say because yeah. it's probably not coming out. Yeah. Oh, man. Editing's hard. Jody can't even talk about boxers on his own podcast. <laughs> Damn. Well, we have found the line. Talking about drugs, was, though. Yeah. yeah, we can talk about pot. Drugs are cool. Undergarments, no. Oh, not being white. I just yeah. I love that. Well, take man, I wanted to ask you because um, obviously I didn't I didn't know you prior to uh, Tall Tales being a stand up comedy show and and Tim, you know, inviting you out and you graciously coming on. So tell me about um, your stand up career, man. How long have you been in it? Kind of what are you up to and yeah, so yeah, so five. It was, I guess March of the, or I guess May of this year was like five years uh, doing stand up. I started in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, and then started hitting open mics, and then so eventually, when you say like, started. Were you living up there at that time? 
yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so really uh, a scene to get started in. No, no. I uh, so I like after high school, I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, to go to college. Um, and so I lived in, I guess I went to NC state and then they have a club there. Good nights comedy club in Raleigh, which is a, it's a really great club if you're, uh, in the Raleigh area. And like, I've always been like a comedy fan. And then at the time, like my girlfriend, I, I, I kind of wanted to do stand up. And then, so we went and like watched a couple of open mics and I was like, oh man, I think I can do this. But I was like too afraid. And then I'd be like, oh man, I think I can do this. And I'd be like too afraid. And she's like, well, why don't you do it or just stop talking about it? So I went up on the open mic and then tried it. And I was like, well, I like this. This is, this is a lot of fun. So uh, just kept doing that. And uh, I mean, Good Nights is a great, they got like basically national headliners coming through every single weekend. So I was able to open up for like open up for Theo Vaughn in Raleigh, like Andrew Santino. Uh, I did a guest spot on a Mark Norman show. That was cool. Uh, and then I guess last summer I wanted to. I, I since I grew up in, like in the Metro Atlanta area, I was like, I want to come back. Atlanta has a great stand up scene, so uh, let's move back. So I moved back. I guess like yeah, last summer. And then I was lucky enough to open up for like Theo Vaughn again at the Tabernacle when he came through like last August. And that was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I love it. It's, it's so much fun, but also not really happening anymore. <laughs> I, I'm glad you mentioned that, man. I've seen a few people trying to do like, you know, the virtual shows, which I appreciate, but I yeah. mean, um, it, it makes me wonder how well that's going over or, because I guess, you know, obviously when you're doing stand-up, you're getting a reaction from the crowd and you're kind of vibing yeah. off of that, I would assume. So I can't imagine how you play to a, a camera where you do, you get no response. <laughs> I feel like that you got to really, like, I guess, feed off your own energy, really. Because you're not – you, like, literally have no – like, that's the one thing about stand-up is, like, you get immediate feedback. You, like, right. I say something, you either laugh or you don't laugh, and I can, like, say something else to, like – get you get you on my side but it's like if i'm just talking to a computer screen with literally no feedback i'm like well i don't know if it's going well let's go to the next one okay cool go let's go to the next one. Oh, are they laughing are they not laughing who cares because i can't see them you know it's uh it's like a completely different element but i've seen uh i've seen a couple shows and they've actually been pretty well my buddy was running like a a roast battle kind of competition where the oh, cool. comics were like roasting each other on zoom and uh, that actually worked out pretty well. But uh, it's definitely, definitely different uh, dynamic than, like, live stand-up comedy. Sure. Well, I love the roast idea, too, man. Like, a roast generally is just fun. Yeah. So I, I would love to see a group of comedians kind of going at it. You know, Tall Tales, we had a roast for uh, Christmas, one of our past shows, and it was a blast, <laughs> man. It was incredible. Tim dressed up as the skinniest Santa Claus you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I remember. I feel like I remember you guys talking about you were doing like a roast of Santa Claus. Well, you know. And I wanted to roast Cupid too. I wanted Tim up there in a diaper and some wings, but that oh fell my god, that'd be so good. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You can't talk about your boxers, but you can talk about putting me in a damn diaper. Right? Absolutely, man. <laughs> That's what attorneys do. We can talk about all the terrible shit that you've done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to counsel you. That's what it's about. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think Tank nailed it though, man. Like, um, uh, there's a there's an energy that you rather you know rather you're opening or 
someone just opened for you and they've sort of built that energy up. Um, but when you walk out into a stage in a room full of people, rather they're quiet or, or it's full or whatever, there's an energy. And walking, even doing something like this, just walking right into it, um, Tink's absolutely right. You know, you're, ha you're having to kind of psych yourself up a little bit um, to get up to speed. Um, so it's, it's more of a laid back thing. I mean, but yeah, I think uh, we're seeing people having to quickly evolve and adapt. And you're seeing guys kind of pick up that torch that um, doing shows on Twitch and, and other avenues um, is, is the best that there is for most places right now. Yeah. It's rough because, I mean, it's like it's crazy going from being able to do stand-up like pretty much every single day of the week if you wanted to multiple times. Like some people were doing stand-up like 10, 12 times a week to literally zero. So, And the so amount amazing. of people you – it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So imagine, imagine a, a, sh a shitty show, <laughs> just a shitty brand <laughs> show. You know, like it's just I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a, you know, as a comic, you know, whatever. It's a spot. It's a show. It's a room. But it, yeah. it's shitty. It's ran shitty, and you'd do a million <laughs> things differently if you were doing it. So it's a shitty show. Now imagine a shitty virtual show. <laughs> just <God>. unwatchable. <laughs> I can do a shitty show in person, depending on my involvement. Yeah, like. If I'm just yeah. out on a date yeah. or I'm just there, you know, whatever, I'm not really going on. Or even if I am, I'm, I'm going to go on do my time. And, you know, if, if you know how shitty the place is, you know when to hit your spot. Like, okay, I could go up early or yeah. whatever. You know, I could get in and get out. But um, I just don't know how a shitty virtual show, you know, like those out there that are doing shitty virtual shows. <laughs> Some people had no At, at least like – <laughs> at least like too like if you you're like i feel like you're all in this together as comedians and like after like you i can bomb but i still like have my friends that i can talk to after and they can like make me feel a little better yeah you just bomb on a virtual show just alone in your room <laughs> yeah. and you're like god Dude. and 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 then you're getting spammed this guy blowing his head off on on live facebook you're like man <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I don't want to be alone or live, man. I'm scared. You know, if things ain't going well, it's real out here. It's like somebody should call him after a set and make sure he's okay. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was rough. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, hopefully, a, hopefully, hopefully it comes back. We'll yeah, I hope so. Um, I had a question though, Tank. I was curious, obviously pre-COVID when shows are going on, have you ever had people like in the audience – like give you shit afterwards? Has that ever happened? I'm not talking about someone um, why the while it's going on, but have you ever had the drunk folks approach you after the show? Has that ever been an issue? I was just curious. I had one girl. Well, I have I had one girl right. So I have a joke about like being a boob guy because I have like tits or whatever, right? <laughs> Which is amazing. And, uh, That's one of my favorite bits. <laughs> yeah. And then so this girl comes up to me after the show. And then she's like, "Hey, can I feel your boobs?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, I'm like super uncomfortable, right?" All right. And then she's like, "It's cool." You, she's like, "It's cool. You can feel my boobs." And I was like, "And her boyfriend's like standing right next to her." Oh, and I'm like, "I'm like, uh, I'm uncomfortable, you know." And he's like, "Dude, feel my girlfriend's boobs right now." 
God, so, you know he's we, directing you in a video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, like, we both took a picture where, like, she had her hand on my tit, and I had my hand on her tit, and then that was it. That was, <laughs> and then we left. How, how is that not your, like, social media profile photo? <laughs> <laughs> I never got it. I was like, I don't want this. I don't want this picture. <laughs> yeah, those are the, those are the photos you want uh, to disappear. <laughs> you don't want them yeah. coming back. <laughs> but I mean, I've definitely had people like buy me free drinks and shit. I'm like, I'm always appreciative. I'm like, oh my god, thank you so much. This is great. <laughs> hey, have you guys heard about Ron Jeremy? Oh my god, yeah. He's- He's going to jail. It's oh for what? Sex? Hopefully I haven't rape. Rape? Yee. Lots of counts. They keep coming out. He's he's a a version of R. Kelly right now. They like 2020 has gotten R. Kelly. They probably got what 2019 really. But like yeah, Ron Jeremy's pop on counts just keep coming. Gee, you're not kidding. No bueno. Yeah, that's insane, man. They've got like a, a task force, they said, has been doing it, uh, digging in on him for a few years, and they've got cases going way back. It's just mind-blowing. Like, why, why was he running around assaulting women at restaurants? Yeah, that's right? just crazy. I just don't – I mean, I guess not to get – like, I feel like if you're going to get in trouble doing anything, I feel like this is the year to get in trouble because people forget about it chalking it up i mean damn you're not wrong it seems like every day there's something even crazier than before and you forget the 30 things that were just outlandish and nightmarish that occurred yeah like it's like so much crazy shit has happened you forget like kobe died this year like yeah like like, what the fuck like so many things keep happening you just like everything just gets like washed away because like everything's fucking insane it is. It's crazy. I think one of the best like memes or, or gifs or whatever the crap you call them is a little photo of the little gremlin, like right before you throw him in the water and like all hell breaks loose. Like that's oh, yeah. what's coming up next. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. And then, yeah, man, fucking Black Panther too. Like, oh yeah. I mean, and that just happened <laughs> and more yeah. shit's happened. So I've already... Oh, man, yeah. It's, yeah, like that was like, okay, we'll be sad for two days. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, wait, something else is happening. Oh, wait. And then they're, just, they're big blows. They're, these yeah. are big blows. This isn't like what Reynolds passed. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like to make it even worse, there's just like this election happening. And then oh. that just like is the icing on the shit cake. It is the <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> God, just That's getting spammed so by political ads constantly. You're like, why can't we just like – Think about something else. I don't know. <laughs> Amen, man. I hate that crap too. Tim and I talk about this politics, man. It just drives me insane. Yeah. I hate political parties. I hate all the crap that comes with it. Like, I, you know, supposedly it was they did that because I guess back in the day it was much easier <laughs> when you only had so many states. But damn, yeah. Oh yeah. People for two political parties. I yeah. Got, it needs to go away. Well, I mean, the best part is, is like we can like us three could have completely different political opinions, but we could just like hang out and like talk and shit and like be cool and like be fine. But as soon as like politics gets involved, it's like, Oh, well we, we have different stances. We're not the same. Right. Fuck you. Like, absolutely, man. Tim said that the other day too, man. Like, you know, talking about masks or something like people can't even talk to each other 
because everything turns into a fight. Like you don't have to believe the same thing. That's, that's yeah. not the point. I hope we don't believe the exact same thing on every single thing. Yeah. Um, but God, you gotta be able to talk to somebody. If you can't do that, man, we're all damned at that point. Yeah. Well, I saw talking is key. I saw Joe Pettis post recently um, about the backlash he's gotten from people within the comedy community. Yeah. Him trying to push forward and figure a way out of this, you know, and um, man, praise Joe. He, he calls himself the Atlanta, mayor of Atlanta comedy. Uh, Joe's one of the first people that I've met in comedy, one of the very first people um, and, and had a show that I did with and, uh, has taught me so much like so many others, but I've known Joe for over a decade now. And to think that, you know, he's still trying to carry and push forward that torch. Yeah. Incredible because people don't understand like the money in it, you know, like, yeah, it's not for that. It's like so many professions say, you know, and it's like, it's not worth even the backlash. He certainly doesn't deserve it. He's not doing it for the money, but if people could just see that he's doing it for like the greater good, but people are just sitting back and attacking him because he's trying to figure out how to do really PC shows. Yeah. Not even like he's just saying, fuck this. We're yeah, no. Back into a smoky bar. Let's go. You know, like, pack him in. Fuck it. No mask. Yeah. Fuck it. No, he's not even taking that approach. It's like open air, outside, socially distanced, marked off, all this shit, mask, the whole thing. Whatever you need, whatever you want to not bitch. And people are still bitching. And I mean, like, like he needs to, to put something out there on the subject. It's yeah, like I went to a show, I guess I went to one of his pot city market shows that he has. And like every single comic, when they come up to the stage has a completely different microphone and like pretty much everybody's wearing masks the whole time, except when you go up on stage. So I feel like all these people like criticizing these shows, they're a not going to the shows. Yeah. And they have no idea how they're run. But what and, more do you want? Yeah. Like, what, what else is there? Just like, don't go to the show. If you don't like, don't go to the show. If you don't it's want comedy to happen. Right. Don't so go. Easy. But, but what else could he do? No, there's no, yeah, there's nothing because the next, like, if, as, as time goes on, the only people that are going to be starting shows are comedians, like comedians are going to have to push comedy forward if they want comedy to survive. Absolutely. And so the only way to do that is to start shows and you're, you have to start the show as responsible, you know, as you can, but saying, no, you can't do comedy. You're not the boss of fucking, nobody's a comedy police. <laughs> like if I want to go fucking go to a park and set up my PA, I can do that shit. Right. And you can't tell me I can't do that because of COVID. Like if you don't agree with it, don't go to the comedy show, but also you don't have to trash me for trying to like create art or to do something, make people laugh and shit. Yeah. The, the social distance, the, the policy rules police are the one probably that are the most annoying right now is lurking in the shadows, not really put, you know, putting anything in to make something go forward or figure it out, but want to bitch about and criticize how someone else is deciding to do things. And I think you're absolutely right though. You know, it's, it's finding, the venues that are willing to do it because yeah. you're going to get the backlash. There's just going to, you got, but it's got to be like when they, they quit smoking. And I remember one of the first places that I had a comedy show. Um, it was a taco shack. Okay. That had turned into a bar. 
Nice. And the owner that come in wanted to still have the comedy because it was going to be like a sport bar club. It actually had bar and club in the name, which is really stupid. <laughs> so, but he allowed smoking. And it was, okay. And, and it was like, he, I had people, I've always had people that won't go to comedy shows if the venue allows smoking inside. Yeah. And, and that's just kind of, you know, I've understood that. I get it. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't particularly like being in a tight, confined space with someone smoking because I don't smoke. But yeah. I know I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to smell it, whatever. It's, but to each his own. If you don't want to yeah. be in a smoky bar, okay, cool. But like when you're up against a venue owner that's, hey, this is what the rules to play the game. You're going to have to do all this stuff because I'm deciding to be this way. Or you can find a venue owner out there that doesn't give a shit. Yeah. If you run it as recklessly and loose as you want to do. Yeah. You're going to get backlash either way. So it's going to be who's willing to put up with it. But it's not just the comic, though. A venue owner is going to have to want to, because there's going to be the people that are going to criticize that you're allowing something to happen in your place. Yeah. Um, so it's a tough, it's, it's tough to find. And I just commend him for continuing to, to push and, and find a place that is hopefully suitable for as many people that want to support it. Yeah. Cause like I've thought about like, cause I have like a PA, I have a mic, I have a stand and I've thought about doing like an like outside, even a mic or something. But I'm like, if I were to do it, I'm like, Oh, I want to keep it quiet. Cause I don't want people like complaining. Oh, look at him doing like, endangering people's lives by doing this kind like hey if just don't go to the show what is <laughs> just yeah. it just sucks that people are quick to attack you and shred you apart because you are having an idea and thinking about wanting to do something like that yeah it's like even you know you put it out there and say you're going to do it um and not willing to look and like you said not going to the show to see that everything's being followed they're, they're changing microphones for god's sakes and that's yeah 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 um, anybody that knows anything about running a comedy show, you hope to find one mic that works. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, too, like the fact that like now we're like at the beginning of the whole pandemic thing, it was like, you know, COVID is the worst thing to ever happen ever, you know? And so it's a little bit different than trying to do a comedy show when there's like everything shut down and like all this stuff. But it's like, it seems like we're not not necessarily getting toward the end, but we have a lot more information now and we know how to protect people more than at the beginning when it was just like, this is like Ebola kind of shit, you know? Yeah. It's like, we know more so we can be more proactive and keep people safer. Mm -hmm. Right. But we'll see what happens. I feel good about, I feel good about it. We're coming back. Yeah. <laughs> we have to, I mean, we, we can't just shut down and, and just stay that way. There's, there's gotta be progression. Something's gotta happen. So, how have, do what you can. How have you tank worked on um, just either just you got like new COVID jokes? I mean, is that what you're doing now? And just like, well, fuck it, I've got to be relatable. I'm gonna. Uh, it's hard. I, do that? Do you even think that your prior shit even make? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, right now when you watch it, you know, like I'm not in on the no fan shit right now. It's it's just weird for me. Yeah. Uh, we don't watch a lot of stuff anyway, but like rather it be like some sports. Yeah. If you watch wrestling, you know, all that kind of stuff looks a little different. Yeah. But you clearly know when you watch something that was taped or done free. Yeah, for sure. Have you found yourself thinking about your material and how as much of it is going to change and be centered around? I have thought about it, but also I feel like I've taken a little bit of a break from like kind of thinking about 
I guess I've been thinking about stand up, but not as much. Like I feel like I've wrote maybe written maybe like three minutes worth of stuff really that I think would be pretty good. But I guess it is kind of like sort of COVID related, but also too like the, I feel like the thing about stand up is you can really really talk about anything you want that's unrelated to anything that's really happening at all. Like some of the best comedians, they'll just start off talking about something completely random that has nothing to do with like the situation the audience is in or the world is in. And so I feel like you don't necessarily have to talk about COVID, but you do at the same time because we're all experiencing this crazy ass pandemic right now. Um, but I do have some COVID stuff, but I still, I, I did kind of like go over my older stuff and I still do think that it would, uh, it would work, but uh, I guess it's, it's just crazy time right now. Well, and it's not just COVID going on. It's like, I guess, to me, yeah, it's, it's yeah, COVID. a difficult time to want to come up with something that you'll have coming out of this because yeah. things change so fast right now. Yeah. Um, so what are you allowed to joke about? What's too far too soon? And that's crazy because you never really honestly ask yourself that in comedy. If it's funny, it's funny. Yeah. It still holds, but it's like, it's just so much um, that – if you if you have something, um, like I said, you know, you could just pick something in twenty. Yeah. Um, I have found myself almost when 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 the funny has happened when I when I'm when I think of something like I, I need to write that down so I don't forget it. Yeah. Um, it's just more me being dad right now or just stuff going on here. It, yeah. It's not even. It can't be nothing topical right now for me. I just. I don't know. It's hard because the thing is, it's like with stand-up, it's like you also have to do it. A, you have to do the joke a bunch to get it down to where it works, yeah. you know? Because like I had an idea the other day, there was like a protest kind of joke, but I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to tell this joke like a bunch before I figure it completely out. And now you don't even have the opportunity to even do that. Yeah. To like make a joke like almost perfect to take fucking months now. Yeah. Who, like who knows how long. And virtual is a different thing than what it would have been in person, you know, and all yeah. are different, you know, everyone's bombed, everyone's jokes done well. Um, but in, in virtually, you know, it's like, it's funny because I was talking to someone the other day and um, just talking about what a sh not going to do virtual because what a kind of a shit thing it is, you know. Yeah. But who hasn't done a shit room? I know, right? What <laughs> Everybody are you talking about? Everybody's done a shit. Tell me you've never done a place that you're like, man, I could definitely not ever drive back out here again or thought that going in. Yeah. But you hit that stage and just the energy of those folks in that town that come to that place. That's you good. know, I've some of the rooms that I've had have just been these crazy. I would have never thought ever like I'm going to pick this town and bring comedy here. Yeah. Best comedy in this town. It's just been a hole in the wall places that you you happen onto, and um, anyway, my point is, uh, yeah, you need that though. You know, yeah. you need that feedback, that instant feedback. But uh, no comic that's a comic has never done shit room. Like, oh no, I think no. It's below or above a virtual or a Zoom. I'm figuring yeah. out me and Jody joke a lot um, because this has been you. Like, I've got kids. And um, all their stuff has been virtual. They're working on going back now. But um, 
it's as an adult, you're learning too. Like we're all having to try to figure out this kind of stuff because it's been yeah. there. We weren't really doing it. Yeah, no, nobody was doing um, it. In the family, I didn't even never FaceTime on the phone. I yeah. Just, I don't know. I might be too old. I just didn't start out. But <laughs> now I'm like, oh, man, this is Benny. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's – I feel like with material now, like I'll start writing, and then I'm like, well, when am I even going to be able to use this? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, this sucks. I don't want to – You like, found yourself not more motivated or not being more, you know, creatively, you know, like it's just running around in your head maybe less i feel like i'm still thinking of stuff and i'll still write stuff down but i'm not taking the it's more writing down ideas and then if i think that idea is funny later can maybe work on it but i'm not like oh man let me make sure i write all this down and figure out this joke completely because i'm just like i'll let it be and then see what happens when i think about it later and then kind of let the joke evolve and hopefully if i still think it's funny after a while then i'm like okay well let me write it out and then try it somewhere eventually i think for me i've i've sort of felt like um and this is just going to sound crazy but like doing shows too you know when you're putting shows together and you're booking and you know it's just a lot going on um with what goes into just like a night a show you know um but i have felt less pressure to look at things or come up with things yeah i just felt mentally um a little bit more open, I guess. Yeah. I didn't realize what a what pressure and strain I was putting on things, and it made me sort of agitated or edgy because I'm just looking at everything in that eye like I need this to be funny or inspiring. Yeah. Instead of just whatever, you know, going with the flow or being where your feet are, you know, yeah. like having an expectation on, um, you know this needs to inspire me or do something to me in some way, just enjoy it. Yeah. I think having certain things stripped away and having to um, do other things has, has made me sort of just take some of that pressure off of feeling the need to be funny or be coming up with funny. Yeah. You can just like live, you can just like live a little bit, you know, and don't have to be so like, Oh, let me in and like, let me just make this funny. Let me like, just like, you can just be. And then. Cause people talk about like a writer's block and, and, you know, or create, you know, people that are creative, you know, you just sort of aren't, you don't haven't had anything. You don't feel nothing. You feel like things just aren't work, you know, yeah. Blocked. Yeah. Um, the pieces aren't flowing. I call it. Um, but then all of a sudden they do. And, and then you're like, I got an idea. This shit's great. Let's run yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as uh, and Jody knows this about me, and he's the exact same way. It's like excited and eager as we get about like, oh, let's do this. Yeah. Um, COVID has made us better like that when it comes to certain things that we're wanting to do, a big event or something like that. Like, can't. Yeah. So, you know, it's just um, – allowed me to look at some of the other areas and some of the other things and um yeah it's been a little little freeing but uh i know that any moment you know it's just what do you what what do you find so funny you know are you allowed to talk about how stupid people are being about things right now oh yeah you, you definitely can you can because for feel me, like you can always talk about everything i'm laughing at the people that spend all day on things and complaining about everything or um thinking that the world's ending. Um, but it's good, like, to have, like, you guys have the podcast. I have a podcast, too. I feel like it's nice to have 
like some kind of outlet to work on, like be creative and just like, I don't know, create content, but get stuff out there. Just like when you don't have stand up, you you still have another avenue you can still create on. Hands down. Tank, what's your uh, podcast? It's a full service uh, with Tank Smith. Um, I interview sex workers. It's a good time. Not Tank Johnson. It's just Tank Smith. (laughs) (laughs) We're at full service pod on Instagram and Twitter. But uh, yeah, I interview sex workers. It's a, if you should check it out, it's a good time. Are you being serious? No, yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we need to connect you with Vinny Bucci. He's got some good sex worker <laughs> stories, too. Well, I think this is a perfect segue <laughs> into uh, our favorite segment of the show, Tank, uh, that we have. You know, Jody, our, our, our host here, is a, a, lo- a lawyer, owns his law firm here in downtown Griffin, uh, the Sellers Law Firm. Oh, the sellers that still the same guy. Okay, no. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, we, have, we have a segment on the show that we call Wrestling with the Law. Wrestling with the Law. Oh, I'm wrestling with the law. I can't sleep and I can't eat. I got questions, some simple, some complicated. Oh, wrestling with the law. Wrestling with the law. They got answers and advice for all. Wrestling with the law. Total Podcast. Wrestling with the law. Okay. This is your opportunity. If there's something maybe personally, allegedly real, current, past, thought. Oh, man. Um, something, if you could just ask a lawyer anything, pick his mind about something. What's something that you're wrestling with the law about? Okay, let's say, well, damn. <laughs> I feel Go like I'm a law. Change, change names. <laughs> <laughs> Fudge the details. I, I feel like I'm a law-abiding citizen, except for the fact that I buy weed a lot. A lot. <laughs> The very definition of a non-law-abiding citizen in the state of Georgia. Yeah. That is true. Only, only by the letter of the law, though. I think that's bullshit. I think yeah. my stance has been very clear on this podcast. But well, I was gonna, years, Tank. I was going to be like, well, how do they catch you on Venmo and Cash App? You know, laundering money, but. Uh, Fire taps. The government's <laughs> always listening. <laughs> oh man, this is good. I feel like I would. I guess I, I, I've, I've always I've thought about wanting wanting to get a lawyer about like for the podcast for like what I can legally say and can't say. Okay. Cause like I talk, cause like the way I got, I started the podcast, like I started seeing like a lot of sex workers, like after I got out of a relationship. Right. And then I started the podcast. <laughs> allegedly yeah so i would talk about it and i'm like (laughs) and i'm like am i allowed to like say that i paid for sex like is that can i like say that on a podcast Uh, say that (laughs) (laughs) you should always we should always remind folks this is an entertainment podcast just like tanks podcast yeah all in good fun in jest okay okay give that disclaimer before you go into any details damn it we've already had 50 episodes i've never (laughs) said allegedly once hey you can go back and edit that though just (laughs) (laughs) read episode 50 plus will be the the same 50 episodes just with a disclaimer 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too like how like could somebody subpoena the podcast? Uh-huh. Like so, say I interview sex workers, right? Well, I like sure. I, I I talk about you know like how they got into it, what right. their experience has been. Could somebody like subpoena? Like say they were to get arrested, right? Sure. Could somebody subpoena the podcast? Subpoena me and have me give over my podcast records. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you get subpoenaed through an actual pending court case. Yeah, that that's a binding, basically an order from a judge. Um, okay. So yeah, I will say this: more than likely, they would probably go through your 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 host, your studio, whoever. Oh, okay. Like we use Anchor.fm. Okay. So yeah. If something like that were to occur, they'd probably send a subpoena to their legal team asking for that content. Uh, okay. If they couldn't just download it themselves off of the yeah, you can just space. you can just download it off. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're making it a lot easier for the government. <laughs> well, damn! <laughs> as long as they subscribe, they have an infinite <laughs> number of uh, uh, evidentiary episodes <laughs> coming their way. Well, they can subpoena me as long as they give us a five star rating. You know. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do anything for a five-star rating. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, like, 50 episodes, man. That, so, what, you've been going on for, what, a year at least? Yeah, so I started uh, October 1st of last year. That's great. And, uh, yeah, it's it's well, so it's almost been a year. I had a couple weeks where I released, like, two a week. Okay. So, I guess, like, this week, yesterday was episode 52. So I guess once we get to like a year mark, it'll be like 54, 55. That's awesome, man. But, That's uh, dedication too, you know. Every single week. I didn't <laughs> – it's crazy. And Tim and I can barely record every other week. So I can't imagine posting one every week. <laughs> but I feel like you just get – I feel like you get better at it as you go along, just like editing. Yeah. And, uh, just your whole process, I feel like gets better the longer you do it. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. I, I definitely can vouch for that in the editing process. I've, I think I finally got a lot of my tweaks and, and kind of chinks in the armor worked out. So I think I'm good to go now. And a lot of it's just kind of plugging, uh, plug and post. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Damn what you reading? Thank how um... <laughs> It looked like you were staring hardcore. <laughs> I was, I was looking at something at the bottom of the screen. Um, so pardon me if I missed you say this, but so how do you get your guests? How do you arrange your guests? Yeah, we hadn't touched that one yet. I was, yeah, was yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just go on a literally, I mean, well, Twitter is a huge place for sex workers, like sex worker Twitter is fucking huge. And uh, just also, I'll just go to like, literally just go to escort websites, like go to literally Google escorts, Atlanta, go to the like top websites and then just like see, and then just email people and see if they want to come on. Yeah, just like, hey, here's this. I do this. I'm on episode this. I'd be interested in, you know, just have. Yeah, yeah. Send them, send them a couple links to the podcast. uh, Tell them that you know I can provide references, and then like give them like my LinkedIn and shit, so they can kind of like see. Do they look at it sort of an advertisement for themselves, and you just interview them, or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely gotten to where like people are like reaching out to me now because before it was a lot of like, oh, hey, you want to do this, but like now once I guess we've kind of caught on and people see like. Oh man, like literally, I like because when I'm looking, when you're looking at an ad, you don't get to hear this person's voice or like yeah, know what they're like, but it. it's just like literally free advertising for them. Like, if somebody just hears you're cool and shit and you're fucking like available, like, pretty, <laughs> and like it's like, why would I not want to book this person? Yeah. So it's uh, it's really good advertising for them and uh, helps me out too. So it's like a win win. Yeah. 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 Sounds uh, 
And a lot of people have huge followings already. Like I've interviewed a couple people that have like, you know, hundred thousand followers on Twitter, on Instagram. So it's like, they already have their following. So it's like, it's so perfect because they tweet it out and it, you know, helps grow the podcast and they get business from it too. I'm like, this is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We need to tag some of those people in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Lawyer coming at him like, oh. (laughs) They might block us. (laughs) Bro, if you just if you just be like, I'm the sex worker lawyer of Georgia, dude, everybody will be coming to you, man. Hey, drop our name on your podcast. We'd like yeah. to do it. Yeah, he's already the the wrestling lawyer. He's become the pro wrestling lawyer with some of the top names in the businesses. Nice and associates for sure. Um, didn't see sex work coming next, but hey, yeah. Hey, man, we'll represent anybody who needs us. Everybody and we we're talking. Everybody we're talk- needs good defense. Yeah, we were talking about underwear earlier. Also, if you want to get in the underwear game, dude, I'm sure people would want to buy your underwear, dude. Hey, fantastic. Well, he does have masks available. (laughs) They kind of look like underwear already, you know? Nice. I know. We'll put the logo on just about anything, Tank. So if there's some boxers or uh, underoos out there, we might get on those too. (laughs) (laughs) Remember who to call when you need them. (laughs) Hell yeah. The seller's law firm. The do, you best in the biz. do you have sponsors, Tank? I do not. I've been like slacking on reaching out to people. So, so that's, that's kind of one of my uh, goals coming up here. Probably in the next like couple weeks is like find sponsors for the podcast. And I think like, if I, I think like a condom company, like female condoms. Yes. absolutely. Uh, I feel like sex toy companies like Adam and Eve, like, Yep. Which I feel like they'd be kind of down for it. Blue Chew. That's, Blue on, every, Chews, that's yeah. on every wrestling Blue Chews, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> five they did five. It. They did it. All you got to do is pay shipping and handling. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code. They got the podcast market. <laughs> well, see, now if you do that, you got to use Tank Johnson because if you're going to go Blue Chew, you got to use the code. <laughs> <laughs> Tank Johnson. <laughs> good. You're welcome. You're welcome. I would also like to add that I am a firm believer in blue chews. They work. <laughs> is, that, so, is that something you get at the gas station right next to Kratom? Nah. That's prescription. Prescription strength. Oh. But I can say the stuff that probably is beside the Kratom still works also. <laughs> so blue chews are prescription strength? They yeah, are yeah. prescription, man. Yeah. You, you gotta, gotta like. You gotta consult. They just, they just like pack like those China seeds come to the house. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens? Just randomly showing up at your house. Both yeah. will make your dick stronger. <laughs> Bowl and make them a tea. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Do you guys have plans on doing a uh, live uh, Tall Tale shows anytime coming soon? Anytime soon or? Man, that's a great question. I, I think, like with most things. Um, it's just so difficult right now to do it. I guess the first issue is always going to be the venue. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, most everything's kind of shut down. So kind of like your, your thought of like being in a park or sort of like an open environment would be the only thing I could really think of. But then you got to worry about, too, you know, and this is just reality, public perception. You know, does yeah. the city of Griffin want us outside on the green square by the courthouse? you know, cussing and telling jokes <laughs> you yeah. know, while the, while the community's walking around getting their ice cream cones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to do it, man. I'd love to be in a live show again, but 
I just don't know if we can do it right now. Um, honestly, I don't think until next year you're going to see anything really that's going to be popping up. Yeah, I, yeah. Because, yeah, public perception is such a huge thing. Like, people are like, oh, what piece of shit for yeah. doing this comedy? Don't they know a pandemic? Don't learn about like- public perception and the strength and weight it carries until you're in, you know, like business and business. It's like when a business owner won't do something because he's afraid of that backlash, um, it's real. And, oh, yeah. like, okay, you know, you can be like, well, fuck this and fuck that all you want. But, you know, in reality, the business owner's right. I'm not going to tank my business. And, yeah but really yeah you might think well you're just pissing off this one or two person it's and now they're on social media making all this noise but it's just like public perception it's just not worth it because it's like why am i putting more energy into fighting this thing than i was having to put into what the show is really even about yeah you know and it's like it's unfortunate but uh comedy already has believe it or not enough <laughs> fight with public perception by people and it's crazy <laughs> you don't see that one coming you're like wait a minute you don't want cussing in here wait a minute you don't allow cussing <laughs> this is you know just dumb obstacles to overcome and and um so yeah like jody said it's like you know do we do it outside well um yeah but then where do we do it at yeah you know, out in the middle of a field somewhere, then yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just so much effort to do it the way we'd like to do it and not just, and no offense to anyone, but not just somebody that's doing it in the backyard. Um, yeah. We could do that, but even that, you know, it's like the public perception. You yeah. Know, it's dealing with it, Don, even on a local comic show producer level, that's, you know, you do a show in your backyard, some pictures get out, and you got people criticizing about who was sitting where, where and what. And, it's like, damn, no one's even talking about the comedy show. Yeah. Uh, or that it was for charity, or we were raising money, or awareness, or we did this, or it was, you know, we're doing the best that we can with all the restrictions. Yeah. And it gets so lost in it. So I don't and it's know. Like, it's like one person, too, can just be so loud. It's like one person can cause all this, like, bullshit drama for you. They can just go on, like, a whole bunch of – facebook pages and then just be like oh they ran this terrible show just like blast you everywhere and you're like jesus christ come on like yeah yeah and there's no you know you can never get that person back for that it's not worth putting out all the little embers and chasing that down it's just like at the end of the day well people know you they know you and fuck it that'll go away and something else will happen and everybody will be on to the next thing but i'm really excited about seeing uh what happens um i've got a baseball team my son plays okay eight and locust grove i have him half the week and his mom my first wife has him locust grove is just south of atlanta yeah uh, about 30 minutes but so she lives there and i live here in griffin so we're not far from one another at all well he signed up there because a lot of the towns the little cities around here didn't have enough kids sign up to play okay couldn't make the decision, either the league didn't make decision or there weren't enough kids that signed up for there to be teams or whatever. So, um, but we're one of the only teams that ha- in our age group that have a rec team. Now there's okay, yeah. travel select teams, but they've been together this whole time anyway. And have been playing. Yeah. They've got their facilities and all that. I'm curious to see how this goes. You yeah. know, I was curious the first practice. I mean, am I having to mandate mask on these kids, gloves under gloves, like, you know, am I with a group of people that 
were sort of over some of that sort of stuff and that perception because they yeah. were their kid up in the first place. So I'm sort of filling this whole thing out um, to gauge where we're at as far as getting back to some of those things. Um, yeah. Long answer, but to getting back to doing shows where we're putting so much energy and effort and resources into it. Um, yeah. Just to but, deal with a yeah. bunch of unnecessary energy. I feel like if we can just make it to 2021, we'll be okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and we will. You know, all the Halloween stuff's out. I don't know why. You know, it's. God, Halloween yeah. this year is going to be virtual. Horrible. That's the thing that's probably, I'm like, do people know it's virtual Halloween yet? That's coming. Oh and my gosh. That's going to be a nightmare. $180 on costumes to sit at the house. Is that can... Just wait for the photos. I've seen like Zoom bar crawls. I bet you people are going to be like Zoom doing like Zoom like Halloween parties. Too. I'm sure. Like, man, the world we live in. I've zoomed and done. I, I'm not a social Zoomer, man. I don't bounce around and Zoom around through the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't pub crawl on Zoom. Jody, if you pub crawled, you're an Athens boy. You're a dog. Man, I haven't. Not really my scene, man. Not my scene. If I'm just doing scenes, if I miss the boat on this too. (laughs) If I'm zooming, it's a podcast or a courtroom. That's about it. Nice. Well, Tank, we'll let you get out of here, man. Um, Thank you for stopping by. Cannot wait to check out uh, your podcast, man. Plug that thing again for us. Let everybody know where they can find you and keep up with you. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, full service with Tank Smith. We're on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Full Service Pod, and uh, you can find me at uh, at Tank Funkadelic on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a follow. Check it out. Awesome. Trust me, Tank's hilarious. He's uh, done a number of shows with us, and uh, one of Tall Tell's favorites. And one day we'll get all that footage out there. At least some, the best of the best. Fuck yeah, Tim Jody. I appreciate y'all having me on. Hey, thanks, Tank. We really appreciate it, man. Check out his podcast and hope to have you on soon. Hell yeah. I'll see y'all later. All right, brother. All right, Tim. I love Tank, man. I do too. He is so funny. I want to do so much with Tank. Yeah, he is He is hysterical. Every time I've seen him do a stand-up, it's been fantastic. He's killed the room. Like, just such a funny guy. I mean – you know, obviously comics by nature are generally funny people, but sometimes, you know, you can find people who like, it's like a switch. They just turn it on and off. It's like a fake thing almost, but like tank just, he genuinely seems like the same person on and off the stage, which I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. The best comedy is the real life. As soon as he got out of our virtual waiting lounge, as soon as he walked into the big (laughs) room with the big boys, I immediately started laughing the moment I saw him. You know, he just kind of I, – I mean that with all the respect in the world. He's yeah. just sitting there. Like, he was one poster on his wall away from looking like he was in his childhood bedroom. That's right. <laughs> in his dorm room. That's a- <laughs> But uh, – and then, it, you know, the podcast, man, I really can't wait to check that out. Like, I was so curious because we, you know, we were having our guests on here and – I mean, gosh, we could have many more, you know, but we want to give people time. We want to really get to know them and um, really sort of have one per episode. And to think that he was doing so many episodes with sex workers 
and having to run them down. When he said 50 episodes, about fell out my chair. 50? 50 already? That's in, and he just started in October. So, I mean, um, that's impressive, man. And, and, to, and to grow the audience like that, too, really cool. And, and honestly, the topic, honestly, it's really interesting. Um, kind of something that, you know, comes into play in the legal world because, you know, similar position in terms of marijuana and where I stand. I mean, I wonder why is, why is that illegal? You know, sex workers, why, why is that something that can't be legalized, that can't be taxed, that can't be regulated like everything yes. else? Everything that, else. Yeah. Does that not help the people in the industry? Does it not maybe keep them safer? Does it not help cut down on this human trafficking issue that's constantly in the news, that's constantly becoming a problem? And that has been a huge problem in the state of Georgia recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some huge bust, you know, just a been couple a of weeks like ago. I, yep, not talked about near enough the the hotbed that Georgia is for all things right. sexual activity. I mean, it just would blow people's minds. It is, man. Those things that you know, I'm sure, and see, and yeah, like those news were huge. Those busts, that's crazy. Yep, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of kids, children, um, not to mention that you know the countless other people from overseas that are, um, you know, taken from the countries, and and God knows what you know that that's done with them and to them, and um, I, I just think that's something that needs to be looked at and needs to be examined a lot more. Um, and, and I think honestly, it's something that needs to change in terms of the law. And I mean, one day it might, who knows, but I, I'm glad there's a podcast like tanks out there. Definitely check it out because, um, we need to hear more stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. I think at least. Yeah. He, uh, and people, all they have to do is to listen to support him. You right. know, and that's it. I'm sure like anything else, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. I'm sure it's, it's fascinating is the those that get caught up in like the docu crime series and yes, right. investigation is to hear these people tell their stories i'm sure uh not only is entertaining but just mind-blowing about what they've gone through just to get to where they're at and they live every moment every day on the edge of prison hey absolutely um or anything else right you know? god yeah absolutely <laughs> Prison may be the least of the possibilities. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Definitely something the listeners need to check out. I'm going to go subscribe. I'm going to leave them a five-star review. And they probably should do that to Tall Tales Pod as well. What do you think? That's right. Yes, do that. If you have come on our podcast, checking out Tank, our guest this afternoon on this episode, go back and listen to the previous episodes. We've had all kinds of guests already, um, ranging from everything, comedians to uh, athletes and and many others and uh, subscribe click the subscribe button leave us a review share it uh, listen to us whenever you have a moment rather it's driving working out doing the yard work whatever it is however you find your podcast one easy way go to the website talltalespod.com you can check out all of our social media channels and links there uh, it'll get you anywhere you want to go um, and one of my favorite places the merch the t-shirts and that's on pro uh, you can find our tall tale store there and we are home to tommy wildfire rich exclusive exclusive merchandise t-shirts designed by him and his family jody and myself uh, they're available there so support us if you like it leave us a review subscribe get you a t-shirt um 
and uh, get ready because I can't wait. I mean, I, I hate being asked when we're doing stuff again. Um, right. <clears throat> it's so hard to not be able to answer that. Um, it's so hard to feel like uh, there's so much that has to take place. But deep down in my gut, I don't feel like it's so far away. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I, feel I like mean, we're getting there. Where it's it's it, things are evolving. The wheels right. turning. And we're I don't progressing. Feel like when this kind of first happened, and like Tink said, we didn't have information. I don't feel like we don't know what. Um, so, but we'll see, and we definitely look forward to it. And we appreciate everyone tuning into the podcast and listening to us. I absolutely do what Tim said. Subscribe. Leave those reviews. ProWrestlingTees.com backslash tall tales that's where you get all that awesome merch and i'm hoping maybe we can get the champ nwa heavyweight champion tommy wildfire rich on this podcast sometime there is a pilot episode it does feature tommy from wildfire rich we just can't find it so <laughs> we need to bring it back he says the uh original last battle of atlanta footage was um but that was found that's right well hey Never give up hope. That's uh, it, man. Chris Stevenson hasn't given up hope. Uh, Tank. Jody hasn't given up hope. That's right. Listeners, don't give up hope. Thanks for tuning in. I've been Tim Gonzalez, and uh, we'll do better next time. Being a former world heavyweight champion, I've been in trouble. And when you get in trouble, you got to have somebody you can depend on, a good attorney. Because I've been crazy. I've got in trouble. Jody Sellers is the number one man. He ain't there just to represent you. You walk in as a client, and by the time you get done, you become his family. And it takes family to win a case. You know, it takes somebody that's going to be there. Not no slogan name. Let me tell you. The number one attorney in Griffin, Georgia, and around the country, as far as I'm concerned, Jody Sellers, bar none.